I'm here to tell you, it's been a little bit since the last episode of the Wrestling With God podcast, but I don't know how many times people stop me out on the street, come up to me at work, at church, at school, and ask me, when's the Wrestling With God podcast coming back? Alan, when's the next episode? Hey, man, I'm missing the Wrestling With God podcast. Well, I'm here to tell you, the Wrestling With God podcast is back. I've heard from people nationwide. I've heard from people internationally, from Anderson up to Spartanburg. I know that the people want the Wrestling With God podcast, and it is back. <laughs> Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Alan Welchel, and I want to welcome you to the Wrestling With God podcast. I want to thank you so much for listening. I want to thank you so much for coming back. It's going to be a real cool episode, I think. Uh, this has been one I've got, uh, I've really had in mind ever since I recorded episode two about Stone Cold Steve Austin and Brett the Hitman Hart at WrestleMania 13. And uh, I mentioned it on that episode um, about the Austin 316 part of Stone Cold Steve Austin's character. And, uh, you know, it had some controversy over the years. Uh, I guess it's really around that time that it first came out. And as he was uh, the uh, arguably the most popular wrestler uh, for several years after the Austin 316 promo was uh, was cut by Stone Cold, and that's uh, what we're going to talk about on this episode. And uh, you know, people took offense to it. People took um, took some shots at Stone Cold and WWF, now WWE, uh, for you know for being sacrilegious. And um, I'm not going that route. I got a different take on it. And, you know, I'm not trying to influence somebody's thinking on that matter, but uh, this is just what I felt the Lord showing me about Austin 316. And, you know, I mentioned in episode two, Stone Cold Steve Austin is my favorite professional wrestler of all time. And there's something about that character that... I've always thought was like the epitome of what a professional wrestler could be. Uh, that character, uh, the just the the things uh, that he was a part of, the the crazy uh, scenes that Monday Night Raw had involving him and Vince McMahon and all the people like The Rock and The Undertaker and Kurt Angle. Uh, you know him uh, pouring concrete into Vince McMahon's. Uh, collectible Corvette in the backstage area area of uh, of the arena that Monday Night Raw was at that night and the the windows popping out after the concrete filled up the the inside of the the vehicle and you know driving into the vehicle with the beer truck and pulling out a big old hose and spraying all the wrestlers I think the rock and Vince 
and the I forget who all else was in the ring at the time, but you know, interrupting some big ceremony they had uh, to come driving in this big Coors Light uh, delivery truck and just spraying everybody down in that ring with beer. And, uh, oh, man, it was such a scene. And uh, driving in the the Zamboni, I believe they might have been in Detroit, driving in the Zamboni up to the ring and jumping off the hood of it. I believe he might have clotheslined Vince. Uh, Just, you know, so many just fun memories of Stone Cold and just the -the out-of-the-box stuff that, that he was a part of in professional wrestling for the for the years known as the Attitude Era. But part of what kicked his whole character off was a night back in June. As a matter of fact, it's June 23rd, 1996. And it was at the King of the Ring pay-per-view that the WWF had. And, you know, referencing uh, some of my past episodes talking about the NWO, it's interesting how uh, close in dates that the night that Hulk Hogan turned on WCW and the night of this King of the Ring that I'm going to be talking about. The King of the Ring was in June 20th, on June 23rd, 1996, and a few weeks later, the Bash at the Beach uh, event was held on July 7th, and those were two pivotal nights for the future of professional wrestling. But going back to the King or King of the Ring event, uh, it was a tournament, and there was uh, several matches that the the wrestlers would be involved in, and every you know it was an elimination style tournament. So I think I forget uh, if they had three matches or I believe it was three matches that particular night, and I might be wrong, but they had. Uh, you know, the bracket set up and Stone Cold ended up getting injured in his earliest match that he did win, but he ended up having to go to the hospital to get some stitches put in his mouth uh, that um, that got messed up during a match with Mark Merrow. And while he was gone, uh, on the other side of the bracket was uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, who was going through a period of his life where he was a uh, professing Christian. And if I remember right, he was, I remember seeing him on uh, TBN one night on the Praise the Lord show, just kind of stumbled across him flipping channels. And um, he was actually talking about God and the Bible in some of his promos on the WWF shows at the time. And uh, didn't didn't go back and listen to it exactly what he said, but he mentioned uh, God in one of his promos, talking about the the later match that he would have uh, in the King of the Ring to try to win the King of the Ring. Well, while um, Stone Cold uh, was coming back, I think when he got back to the arena, as the story goes, he ran into the interviewer uh, that interviewed. Jake Roberts, and he was a guy by the name of Doc Hendricks, who previously wrestled as Michael P.S. Hayes. He was one of the one of the greats, and uh, part of the fabulous Freebirds, as a matter of fact. And um, so Doc Hendricks, just behind the scenes stuff, he let him know, let Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin know about what Jake Roberts said. 
that he cut a faith-based promo. So Austin's gears got to turning. And again, this wasn't reflected on the show if you were to go back and watch it, but it was, this was all just creative stuff happening behind the scenes. So it was all just things that happened that night. And Austin came up with the idea to reference that as a part of his um, winning promo uh, after he was going to go on to beat Jake the Snake in the final match of the King of the Ring. And um, he, he said he got the idea to say Austin 316 after uh, he had the, the thought come back to to him about seeing the John 316 signs at NFL games in the past and said it, you know, just came up with it out of the blue and had the, uh, had the words to go with Austin 316 when he did say it in front of the world, in front of the, the live audience and everything. And uh, the the match happened. You know, it was predetermined that Austin was going to be the winner. And he gets up on the big uh, platform, and they have a big throne and, you know, a scepter and a robe and a crown and all this that, that they put on the king of the ring every time there's a new one crowned. And they give him a chance to cut the promo. And a lot of times what it is, the winner of this King of the Ring tournament is kind of an up-and-comer, somebody that's been around for a little bit, but they're looking to put a new emphasis on this particular wrestler. And this particular night, it was Stone Cold Steve Austin's turn to get more of a bigger spotlight put on him. And he gets up there, and he starts talking about... uh, Jake Roberts is, you know, a piece of trash. And so Stone Cold says, the first thing I want to be done is get that piece of crap out of my ring. This is referring to Jake the Snake. He said, don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWF, because I prove, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms. Talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says, I just whipped your... And as soon as he said that, Doc Hendricks just, oh my gosh. And he says, come on, that's not necessary. So after Austin up there, he's done dropped Austin 3.16 on everybody. He starts making challenges to whoever's the champion at the time, and he's putting everybody on notice, and he ends up saying, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. So between Austin 316 and the bottom line the statement at the end, those are two phrases that lived on uh, for years in, in, in Austin's character. And he's known for that to this day on his podcast. And, um, you know, just thinking back at that time, it was, uh, it was a pivotal moment because once he said Austin 316, and once he put that out there, uh, just over the coming weeks, a T-shirt was made by WWF, 
and I ended up buying it at some point, wearing it proudly um, as a teenager. And uh, signs started popping up in uh, the arenas that they were going around having a show. And, you know, I mentioned before, he, he just got more and more popular because of matches like he had at WrestleMania 13 and uh, during 1996 and 97. And, you know, he just became just the man for WWF for several years. And um, it's just something that struck me about the Austin 316 part. It was not that it was controversial because of the reasons I mentioned that would offend people. But it was the part that reminded me of how we end, end up living our lives sometimes. Us as Christians or us as, uh, you know, people still uh, searching, listening to podcasts like this that may not be a professing believer in Christ. But we live in a way that that gives pretty much um, or puts the responsibility for the future on us. And we kind of make ourselves the one that holds the spot that, that God belongs in. And what I mean by that is there's something, there's a concept and you know, I guess a principle that uh, I mentioned before too, uh, the book Wild at Heart introduced to me. And it's about vows and agreements. And what it is, is things happen in our lives. And a lot of times it's early in life. And we live with these vows and agreements based on things that happen to us or things that we may have done uh, certain moments or things that didn't happen for us. And we make these vows and these agreements with the enemy of our souls based on these moments in our lives, in our lives, uh, <laughs> lives. So where I'm going with this is Austin 316 is like a vow and an agreement. Because when we have something happen to us and we do something and we decide that we're we're not going to allow this to happen anymore. We're not going to allow somebody to walk all over us anymore. We're not going to allow somebody to hurt us anymore. Or we're going to say, I'm never going to be put in that position again. I'm never going to put myself out there like that again. In my case, I used another one of Stone Cold's famous phrases, DTA, don't trust anybody. That was a big one for me. I made that vow that I won't ever trust anybody after I had a betrayal in my life as a teenager because of one person that was very important to me and my family betrayed us the way that he did I put that out there 
I more or less cut a promo to myself saying, I'm not going to trust anybody again. And before long, just like the Austin 316 shirts that the fans were wearing in the crowd and the Austin 316 signs that everybody was holding up in support of Stone Cold Steve Austin, every place I went and everybody that I would end up having a relationship with, I lived it out of those words. I'm not going to trust anybody again. D-T-A. Don't trust anybody again. And, you know, Stone Cold is is the wrestler, and, you know, so awesome to watch him use that, you know, because he used it as a way to to say he's unpredictable and they called him the rattlesnake. You never knew who he was going to strike and all this stuff. And, you know, as a wrestling fan, that's just the great part of watching pro wrestling. But in our lives, it's not so great. We have our walls that we put up after we live out of words like those. And God doesn't want us living like that. You know, just like uh, Austin thinking about John 3.16 and those signs at the NFL football games. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We have our salvation available to us in Jesus. And there's another verse in John that has meant so much to me, and it's John 10.10. And this is where Jesus and our Father God wants us to be. And that verse is, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come, this is Jesus talking, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So the thief, the enemy of our souls, he wants us to make those vows. He wants us to make the agreement with him that we can't trust anybody, that we've got to be something that we're not, that we were never supposed to be. Because remember, we're made in God's image. But Jesus comes that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And we can bottom line our lives and say, I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. I'm not trusting them. I'm not going to forgive him. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that anymore. And we can put those walls up and we can live that limited life even with Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So many of us are walking around putting limits on God because we don't open up our hearts to the healing and the life that Jesus offers us and we, we say that's the bottom line because I said so. 
And it doesn't matter to us sometimes about what the Bible says. It's about the agreements and the vows that we make. So I'm going to put the question out there, and I'm, this is what I'm naming this episode is, what's your 316? Is it John 316? Did Jesus come to give you everlasting life despite what may have happened to you or what may not have happened? Despite everything that you said to yourself, do you have that abundant life that John 10.10 calls about? Or is there something less? Is there something getting stolen? Is there something getting killed? Is there something getting destroyed? And is it possibly connected to some of those things that you have declared and vowed about and agreed with about your life? There's always a way out. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So, what's your 316? We each have been given the ability and the, uh, the choice in the matter. The Bible says choose life. And with that, I'm going to close feel like I'm preaching a sermon on this one, boy. Um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for supporting the podcast just by downloading or streaming it, however you're, you're, you're hearing this. I really appreciate you. really appreciate you taking just a few minutes out of your day, no matter what, whether you're driving down the road or whatever, and uh checking out the Wrestling with God podcast. I hope it's been a blessing to you. Hit me up on Twitter, at Alan Welchel, on Instagram, wrestling with, at wrestlingwithgod.com, or my email, wrestlingwithgod at gmail.com. And uh, just hit me, hit me up. I'd love to hear from you. And I'd love to hear what you're thinking about the content so far. God bless you. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time.